Forgotten Flicks, episode 47, Gremlins, 1984. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, and if that doesn't put you in the Christmas mood, nothing will. <laughs> I am Joel, and joined as always by the always mischievous Jason. Billy Kaka. Yeah. First, we first last. Let's see. Last week it was Agnes <laughs> with Billy, and now it's Billy with Gizmo and Kaka. Billy. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what we need? We need a Gremlins meets Black Christmas. Oh, that'd be awesome. Stripe yeah. versus Billy. Bye-bye, Billy. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, it should be pointed out that during that, as it was listed on YouTube, worst Christmas story ever bit from Gremlins, if you, it says all you're hearing is the audio. It actually sounds like Phoebe Kate's Kate character. Her stomach is growling or she is gaseous <laughs> as she's telling it, which makes it funny. So I actually found myself while listening trying to stifle laughter because that would just seem mean considering the context of the story. Yeah, which was actually Gizmo, cute little guy in the corner, um, I guess, in Billy's backpack, listening and kind of making sympathetic sounds. Yeah, except it kind of sounded like she was farting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pulled my father out of the chip. Oh. You ever see the farting preacher? I know it's like yes. the oldest dirt on YouTube, but that's the funniest crap I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> and the Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, uh, Jason, on that high note. High quality humor. High quality that's humor. That's right. It's high brow around here. It's high brow around here. So, yes, today on the Forgotten Flicks podcast, we are obviously talking Romans 1984, a childhood favorite for many of us, but perhaps a. Uh, Striking case for C and D. We'll see. Potentially, we'll, we'll see. We'll see as this as this moves forward. Um, yep. uh, we also will uh, go into uh, Jason's and my uh, movie picks, <laughs> which are always crap. <laughs> well, not always crap. Occasionally, <laughs> Jason throws one out there that's actually watchable. 
<laughs> and yeah, I like not in like twenty episodes. Yeah, so, well, no. that's okay. It's, it's, you're still got a better score than I have. And then we will actually be talking about a contest uh, with the Micro Filmmaker magazine, microfilmmaker.com. That is, uh, if you're a filmmaker, indie filmmaker, an editor, an artist, an animator, Kevin Spencer, you know, people like that, <laughs> there's an opportunity for you to win a really valuable software package and uh, kind of have your name splashed all, o- all over the place and, you know, have your ego stroked, which, you know. So Jason's going to, of course, sign up for it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 come on. So on that note, Jay, you want to hit a little Gremlins trailer? Uh, actually, before we get into that, oh, okay. um, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I just wanted to mention something very quickly. Oh, yes. Um, I, I know we kind, of, uh, we kind of blew past this a little bit last episode, but this is, um, for those of, oh, uh, those yes. of you who have yes. been following us for a while, yep. know this episode actually comes out on our one-year anniversary. Yep. So. Um, 47 episodes in, we actually started this thing back, uh, Joel started it, you started it with your, um, kind of prequel of what the podcast will be about. Well, there, there's a um, strike of irony for you. <laughs> strike while the irony's hot. That I did, I did my own little prequel because I love prequels. And, They're usually uh, awesome. Yes. Especially yours. Yes. Um, yes. Well, you can no. actually hear my stomach gurgling and me crapping my <laughs> pants. So it was good. It was good times. Good times. Yep. And then our first movie we did, episode number two, uh, the first movie that we reviewed, um, we did a Tron versus which, Tron. And- which, by the way, what a kawinky dink that the Tron <laughs> sequel reboot, whatever, was coming out that weekend. I mean, <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> planned at all because that would be crass. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to say uh, congratulations, my friend, on one year of what has been absolute uh, riotous ride for me and i've had a blast so well thank uh, you jason and um i pity you um (laughs) because for almost 50 episodes which actually i was realizing something we've had not quite but we've had almost an episode for every year you've been alive (laughs) not quite we're not quite there (laughs) but um yes no jason actually is a very sweet guy he gave me (laughs) he he gave me um our mugs on a mug uh and it's on the uh the forgotten flicks uh uh, podcast page is it the fan page or the group uh, page? The, the regular podcast page the okay, facebook the, page yeah yeah it's on the facebook page you can see it there and it was awesome he uh, conspired with kevin spencer whose uh, art <laughs> is is of uh, monkey boy and, and mongoloid man <laughs> and yeah so that was a really awesome thing to get and i being the cheap bastard that i am got him butkus <laughs> no you no, got literally I, I got him the dog from rocky Buckus, actually, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't gotten him yet. He's a flatulent bulldog, and he will love him. He will love him. Uh huh. Gosh, what a ride! Yeah, man. All right. So you you ready for the Gremlins trailer now? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, and Hammond, I apologize in advance because Hammond, many moons, many moons ago, gave us the fantastic idea for like an anniversary type episode that he would love for us to do, like forgotten flicks of either 2011 or whatever, like kind of like a future, future forgotten, yeah, for future yeah. for future forgotten flicks. I yep. even put it in the schedule as such. It, it, it was there for what months, right? Months. Yeah, yeah. And then we began to realize several things. One, between us, Jason and I have like almost a dozen kids, not together, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> And we really don't get to the movies that often. <laughs> we what? I think we I think uh, a couple weeks ago we did this. Between the two of us, we've seen I think five new movies this year. Well, at the theater. Like I think right, I, we see I mean. most of them like as soon as they come on video we watch them. But No, no, no. I mean new movies. Like movies that came out 
in the theaters. We went to the theaters to see. It was like five. Oh yeah, oh yeah, at the theater, yeah, <laughs> if that. So it, it, to, to do a true, I would feel kind of remiss to have not like like for instance like Dylan Dog, okay, with Brandon Routh. It was a gimme, I, and I so I kind of went through my list. I was going to do, and then ones that were actually good movies that I think people should have seen, like Hannah, mm-hmm. awesome movie, by the way. You should check it out. And, uh, you know, but I don't know. The more I thought about it, and then I realized it was going to be a lot of work, uh, you know. <laughs> well, the only ones I had are ones that we saw, like, at the film festival here in Florida. Yeah, but see, but... is that a fair thing? Because, I mean, you know, right. I, it's like, That's do we say forgotten flicks in that they're crap and people should forget them? Or do we say forgotten flicks in that we're trying to be saying, okay, these are movies that were ignored and we'll be forgotten? So, We'll do it eventually. I'm thinking like maybe the anniversary episode of what, like sixth or seventh year? You think? <laughs> no, we'll probably do it before that. I actually would like to try and do it. Like maybe, oh, you know what? When we get the end, to the end of this decade, we can do like the decade in review, the teens. And that way we can actually talk about like 10 movies each. Yeah, that'll cover it. <laughs> that'll we'll be, probably it'll be the 10 many. movies we've seen in the last At 10 the theater, years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, that's good stuff right there, buddy. Okay, so yes, yeah, so onto the Gremlins trail. This is almost like the "What have you seen lately?" bit. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, not quite. It's that. your anniversary. Come on, happy anniversary, happy. Okay, <laughs> I was doing my old man dance just then. All right, um, now we have the Gremlins trailer. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. <laughs> Billy Pelser has a nice home. Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do... They change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. Open you too. What are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy. I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you on Janice. I literally was crying. I was laughing so hard. That we listen to the Go back, rewind this podcast. If we listen to that trailer. Without the visual context, and imagine it's one of those like sex education films that's warning you about like genital warts, and it's all about Billy getting genital warts because they never ever really until like the end they don't mention Gremlins. Billy's got a girlfriend, but, and he got it from his father. A... <laughs> Billy, what are these? There's thousands of them. 
<laughs> oh my god! Like though, everything they said, I just kept laughing harder. And harder. <laughs> I gotta say, having having done as many trailers as we have, there it is a completely different experience simply listening listen to the trailer. To like, just I never like it never clicked. I'm listening to this trailer, going, "Oh my god!" At first, I was thinking it could just be about like the little monster in his pants because of the way they set it up. But I was like, unless his monster yum, yum, talks like that, which I guess it could. If you've ever if you've ever seen the uh, the movie uh, Brain Damage. Uh, or or teeth. You gotta watch. Oh well, that's a different. That's a different. <laughs> yum 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 yum. yum. <laughs> Me want hot dog. <laughs> Suddenly it's Cookie Monster. <laughs> cookie Monster. Yum 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 yum. so yes, Gremlins directed cookie by Joe Monster Dunn. have genital warts. <laughs> yum 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 yum. yum. <laughs> Sorry. Balls itch. Balls empty. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Fact it is. <laughs> What was that? Yoda? Okay, was that it, was, it was Cookie Yoda. Monster. Yoda, by way of Cookie Monster, talking about the fact that his balls itch. Because it's a fact. A fact it is. <laughs> yes, Jason. So, what were you going to say? Oh, wait. Hold on, Jason. Before we go too deep into uh, Gremlins, because, you know, we've really gone into this now, maybe we yes. should hear from our buddy JV. All right, oh, so let's please. see. Uh, there's a bat. There's one made of electricity. Then, va va voom, there's also a. Excuse me. Excuse me. What? Spoiler alert, please. Huh. Oh, come on. I'm talking about the next one. The sequel. Boy. Had <laughs> 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 you fooled there, didn't we? Everyone was like, wait, wait a minute. What? There's none of that in Gremlins. Oh, before we get into Gremlins. Yeah. I'm going to say something right now. Say it. Loud Flat and proud. Out. Gremlins 2 was god freaking awful <laughs> i'm gonna say this i think gremlins 2 was intended to be and the satire in it i would actually like to go and rewatch gremlins 2 i haven't seen that in years i mean a long time mm. and depending upon how this conversation goes i gotta say i wonder if i wouldn't enjoy it more Ooh! Wow! It's about to get ugly up in here. <laughs> up, in, up in this mug. <laughs> so, Jason, so let's, go for yes. it. Yes, let's let's do a quick rundown of kind of who's in it, though. First, oh yes, of course. Okay. Um, couple of main folks that I wanted to mention. First, Hoyt Axton, who plays uh, um, Rand Randall Peltzer. He's the dad. Yes. Um, who's been in TV and and he's uh, a film? Country, he was a country singer, right? And a singer, yep, and a writer too. He wrote some um, songs for some famous artists and stuff. So he he had the chops coming into this. He he plays the dad, not a big big part, but um, he's the inventor. Kind of the the um, storyline of the the family is that the dad's kind of this ne'er do well inventor. He doesn't really make a lot of money at it. Yeah, and, he can give two hundred dollars for a mogwai. Yes, just throws two hundred dollars. Well, that out. was originally going to yeah. be for the hookers in Chinatown, but. <laughs> Two hundred dollar bills, I might point out. Yeah, he just throw yeah. it down like, in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about two hundred? Click. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel so bad for him. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, we have a, a kind of an introductory um, uh, appearance by Corey Feldman, who plays his uh, uh, the main character Billy's buddy Pete. Yep. Who is like what fifteen years younger than him? Well, that's the thing, and we'll have to get into this. How old is Billy? Because yeah. I think he's supposed to be 17, 18, but yet he you works in a bank. So? Well, he's a teller in a bank, so he's got to be over 18, right? Right there. Well, he's got to be over 18. Second, yes. second, he goes to the high school, so you get the impression he might be like a senior in high school. But even no, Phoebe Cates— I don't think he goes to the high school. I think he was 
going to it maybe because he used to go there. I took it more like he was a graduate that never went to college because he had to stay home and work to take care of his family. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I could see that. Maybe he went back to the high school because he It's still kind of weird that he hangs out with this like 13-year-old kid. Yes, because uh, in the by the time let's see by the time Gremlin was filmed, he was like nineteen twenty. Uh, was how old Zach uh, in real Gallagher. life? Yes. Oh my god, I thought he was like twenty five. No, he was like t- nineteen when it filmed. You know what it is, dude? It's, it's the William Cat hair. It is. It is. It's the tight. It's got the, the tight perm. Yep. Does it every time? Yes, it, 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 hey, hey, guys out there, you want to look older for the ladies? <laughs> Get yourself a William Cat perm. Go for the wig. Yep. Uh, yes. And then, of course, um, uh, so Zach played Billy, the main character, who gets... Um, General uh, Awards. The, yep. Who gets the thousands of little monsters uh, in his pants. Yep. Uh, and then his girlfriend is Phoebe Cates. Oh, yeah. Uh, plays Kate. She is and- ugly. Whoa. <laughs> I'm talking bow, wow, wow, yippee-yo, yippee-yay. <laughs> Oh, the story I of a dog. I don't remember the hell the rest of that goes. I'm more of a Run DMC hey. kind of guy. Well, we're gonna do uh, Hollis and Queens next next week, guys. Just know that. And see, Jason doesn't know what I'm talking about because he hasn't seen Die Hard yet. Sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Oh wow, was that a stab? <laughs> no, that, no, that hurt. I wouldn't. That... <laughs> I wouldn't make fun of you. Ballless. What? 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 You have? Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yes. yeah, I would actually put Phoebe Cates in this uh, kind of up there with Jill Scholl and his stepfather for me. I mean, she yeah. was. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ma- Margot Kidder. Margot <laughs> Mar- Mar- Kidder? Wouldn't touch that with yours, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gotta say. Which wouldn't be um, a problem because once it got within 10 feet, it would shrivel up and die. This just in thinking- breaking news. <laughs> I think he'd be safe because I think everything would pretty much be killed off by the alcohol. Yes. So, <laughs> so anyway, a couple other people of note. Uh, Dick Miller played Mr. Futterman WWII. in this. WWII. Uh, fantastic Goddamn character. foreign cars in the foreign pots. They put gremlins they in put, the pots. You know, they put gremlins in the pots, Katie. <laughs> WWII. Yep. And, um, and then, of course, um, uh, uh, Mrs. Deagle who was kind of the evil woman. I'll get to the plot in a second. But yes. yeah, that was played by Polly Holiday, who is most famous uh, for her part Kiss as Flo. Kiss In uh, Alice, you know, the uh, TV series oh, Alice. Oh, I she thought you were going to say, like, Aunt Flo. You, no, she was also in the god-awful remake of The Parent Trap oh, from 1998. I have, I have managed to avoid that, because I like the original Parent Trap. The original Parent Trap with what Haley Mills. What are you going to get? A Parent Trap. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but then, did. of course, I have... Girls and they were around. Okay, when this I like, came out. You know what? To see it. Oh, you're talking about the remake. It's I was gonna say like, screw you. Remake. I liked it, and I don't have daughters. But no, no, I, I like your kid. Yeah, when I, I thought about it. the new one came out because it came out with Lindsay Lohan in it, and uh. this is in '98, so she was still little. Well, she's really come a long way though. That one, that little Lindsay. There's proof <laughs> positive that letting your child grow up in the spotlight and milking <laughs> them for all their worth is never a bad idea. <sighs> So, uh, yes. So anyway, she plays the she plays kind of the the evil character in it. But the basic synopsis is if you haven't seen Gremlins, it's a very, very popular. So I won't spend much time on it. But um, uh, the dad, Randall Peltzer, by looking for a pet or some kind of gift for his son, Billy, in Chinatown. And he picks up this mogwai and he's a fuzzy little teddy bear looking thing with these kind of elven looking ears. Jason, he's a friggin Furby. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say he's pretty close to a Furby, uh, except he's got arms and, you know, Furby and Furby's, really have arms. And, and Furbies came later. Yes. Um, and so the uh, little 
the old grandpa at the shop says, nope, not for sale. He walks away. Uh, the little grandson says, listen, we need the cash. Yo, everything's for Actually, sale. Didn't so. the grandson go, um, Dr. Jones? <laughs> no, wait, wrong movie. My bad. Yeah, so I get no, a, yeah. He had the hat. He had the hat. Um, now, can no, I ask but, you a question? Why the hell didn't they give Data any work? So what, they uh, use him for Temple of Doom? They use him for Goonies? They can't use him for freaking Gremlins? Okay, I guess, to be fair, Goonies hadn't come out yet. So maybe he was in, no, because Goonies was shot in 85, so he could have done this. I think we're talking a little bit of stereotype overload here. So they had to go with uh, another... The kid who actually <laughs> had the American accent? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So the funny thing was, the whole setup to this entire movie is the, uh, the kid says, all right, now there are three rules, and these are the three rules of taking care of the Mogwai. Rule number one, keep him out of light. He hates bright lights, and sunlight will kill him. Rule number two, don't get him wet. Don't even give him a drink of water. Rule number three... Don't, no matter how much he begs, no matter how much he wants, don't feed him after midnight. So, of course, Dad takes Pet home, gives it to Son. And what does Son do within the first 24 freaking hours of having this pet? Yes, that's right. He breaks all three rules. <laughs> all three. Son um, is what we refer to um, in the medical field as dumbass. <laughs> to quote Red from that 70s show, he's a dumbass. Oh, my God. So, or Dumas, uh, if you're friends. The, <laughs> the first thing is just bright lights just annoy them, unless it's sunlight, which we'll get to in a sec. Um, the water makes them multiply, so he, he gets uh, Gizmo, who's the good gremlin and the one that he got as a pet initially. He gets them wet, and five others come out, and the leader of these five others is Stripe. And I don't know if you remember this, but from back in the day when this came out, this movie, they merchandised the hell out of this yes, movie. Yes, I actually remember I, remember I had a little plastic uh, gizmo, and I would keep him in second or third grade. I would keep him on my desk. Yes, uh, everything. I, Every, I mean, and the, like oh, the, the metal lunchbox. I had the, I, the yeah, I had the metal lunchbox too. Remember the metal lunchboxes back yep. in the day? Yep. You could bean somebody uh, with one of those. Everything, boy. and they also had a lot of Stripe merchandise. Like I remember they had a whole bunch of stuff with Stripe. As the gremlin, because guess what? When these cute fuzzy guys eat after midnight, which is always a confusing rule to me, because how long after midnight? I mean, what if it's like noon? It's always That's kind of midnight. after midnight. Yeah, after midnight when? Like From, yeah, they said, yeah, yeah, they said before the sun comes up or something no, like they that. Did. No, I'm saying if no. they had said that. Now, granted, it doesn't sound yeah. as catchy, but yeah. yeah, the rule is idiotic. It doesn't make any sense. So he feeds, uh, accidentally feeds these five extra uh, mogwai after midnight, and they turn into these these kind of green goblin uh, gremlins, and uh, they run amok, and they basically overtake this tiny little town. Um, It was, what was it called? New Bedford Falls is the name of the the one from... No, Bedford Falls. It was just Bedford Falls. Bedford Falls was the name of the... No, what's the the Christmas movie? Um, Oh, you're thinking of um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. What was the name of the town uh, in that? It was of course, the same. Gonna, uh, same. Something falls. Yeah. It, it, there's people out there right now going, "You moron!" It. <laughs> oh crap! On a cracker. It's yeah. give me a second. It'll Kingston come. Falls is the name of the one in Gremlins. Okay, so the Bedford Falls. You're right. Bedford Falls is the one Bedford from Falls. It's a Wonderful Life. You're okay. That's where you threw me. Okay, so Kingston. So that's Falls. where I got that they were paralleled, and it is kind of like a parallel to. Um, oh, even when he's uh, walking through the downtown in the opening. It's, yes, it's and there's a little movie house, and there's oh, and a, you yes. actually see, and you actually watch the mom watching "It's a Wonderful Life" at one point. Yeah, that, like yes. Um, so they the, the gremlins basically go crazy in this town, and they are mischievous but murderous at the same time. Um, the they, are, they are chaos. They are chaos, basically. Yeah, 
And so the under the understory of this is Phoebe Cates uh, plays Kate, who's kind of his pseudo girlfriend, and at one point during the absolute um, maximum hysteria of the Gremlins, decides to pop out with, "Yep, yet another reason to hate Christmas." And then she goes into the story that she just told that we heard at yep. the beginning, and <laughs> so. Um, and so they uh, work at the bank, and the bank is basically run by this old crabby lady who is, I think, one of the meanest foils in any movie I've ever well, here's, seen. I here's mean, the thing. Is, she doesn't run the bank, but she's one of these people. She's, I guess, the, the – the, She owns, like, the she, whole she, town. She, well, she's freaking um, – uh, uh, who is the, the lady with the shoes? Leona Hemsley. Helmsley. Remember no. back in the 80s, like, the queen of mean? That's who she is supposed to be. She no, was a of um now, Amelda of, Marcos. She's the one that had all the shoes. Who she the had like Leona Helmsley. Leona Helmsley. Uh, no, she Marcos was... was Leona Helmsley was the old rich bitch. Excuse my French. So it was Amelda Marcos, but she wasn't quite. Yeah, as but Marcos was the wife of a political leader, right? Whereas Leona yes, Helmsley but she was, was the one that had like fifty thousand pairs of shoes. Yeah, but I think Helmsley's the one that left all the money to her freaking dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah, that's you're... the one I'm thinking of. The one with the, yeah, the face it. like the Joker. <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> yes. 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 So she's Mrs. Deagle, and she just hates everybody except her cats because she's a crazy cat lady. Uh, Which, did, did, best... you catch, did you catch that in the behind-the-scenes thing where Dante said they actually had to cut part of the scene with her and her cats because Polly Holiday did this thing with one of the cats that was so endearing you actually felt bad for Mrs. Deagle, and they didn't want you to. But which yeah, makes me... it was too loving. It was too yeah, – she which... didn't come across as crazy. She came just kind of across as, oh, sweet, misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because God yeah. knows you wouldn't want a three-dimensional character. Oh, no. In this, she is definitely, you know, completely yes. just an evil, yes. you know, yes. bitch. So. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so that's basically the synopsis story. Um, and it climaxes to uh, Billy and uh, um, Kate trying to get rid of them all. Uh, while now, are, we still, his- are we talking about gremlins or general warts at this point? Genital warts. Okay. Um, he's got. He gets his cream. Yep. Uh, you know, she Kate helps real, him. Puts it on. Yeah. She realizes that you know what, it gets, it's going it gets, over it gets a little risque, folks. It's really <laughs> it, it. It is one of the reasons why we have the PG thirteen today, and that <laughs> yes, is why. Uh, uh, yes. So that's the synopsis. So, okay. uh, um, obviously, you you have some thoughts about this. Do you want to share first, or you want me to share first? I'll let you share first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I said something to somebody earlier today. Uh, uh, was chatting with somebody about this. I said, "I'm not going to tell you what I think, but I'll tell you what this movie, to me, is like tequila and peeps." <laughs> that's the best analogy ever. Go ahead. You know, matter what way it goes, good or bad, that's the best analogy ever. Go ahead. This movie, to me, is tequila and peeps, and I'll tell you why. Um, it's tequila because back in the day when I was in college, uh, you know, tequila was a drink. Well, and, it, well, I, well yeah, because back in the 50s when you guys would go to the sock hops, <laughs> there were, I know tequila. <laughs> and tequila that, was a, wait, isn't that when that song came out? And we drank it and yeah. we liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it, we loved it. <laughs> no, uh, tequila is one of those things that. Um, I had enough experiences, including some bad ones uh, in college, that now uh, I can't even uh, smell it. So it's one of those things <laughs> that, yeah, back in the day, I loved tequila. It was great. I had it all the time. Drank it. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's it's one of those things that is my blood system has had so much. Yeah. 
I can't take anymore. Okay. This movie reminded me in the tequila vein, similar to that. I watch it now. I remember what I liked about it. I still like elements of it, and I but I like elements of it more like, hey, I remember liking that so much back then. Okay. And all oh, that's still kind of funny. I remember that from back then. So that's how it's like tequila. Now, like peeps, I can have maybe half a peep, and I've had enough. They're just too sweet, too sugary, too much. Uh-huh. I like cheese. You know I like cheese. I like cheesy movies that you are like dorky. cheese on everything. Yes, I do. Including your genital warts. Yes, <laughs> especially if there's a crocosaurus involved. But this just... Did you say cocosaurus? Oh, croc. Uh, croc. Well, we were talking about croc- genital warts. And, yeah, through me. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, this, this movie, not watching it now, uh, I got through it all, and I watched the extras, but it was just so... Kind of that corny. Uh, now it was all very well done, and especially the the I think the creature effects were really good. I think the um, the story was original. Uh, you know, at the time it wasn't really spoofy, but it was kind of spoofing on some of the the, the um, conventions of horror. But I it just got to be too much, and it's you know a couple of points I was like, Ugh, yeah. Um, this isn't setting too well. I've, I've had enough. So I still recognize that it's a good movie, but watching it now, it's almost like I've already been so saturated with it that now I'm kind of it. It, it gives me gas. Okay. <laughs> so. okay. May I pipe in now? May I just say by it? all means, please. Okay. This may be the first episode we ever have that is going to be on time because you literally is almost as if you transcribed every thought <laughs> I had. <laughs> <laughs> and wrote it down. And I'll be honest with you, I tried to not to cry today when all of the all the reality of the whole... Because here's, here's the thing. And there are people out there, what are you talking about? You have C&D. Listen to, me, my, listen to me, my brothers and sisters. You have C&D. Okay? Period. Because this, yep, nope. Gremlins... Vi- oh, let's get some things out of the way, okay? I like Dante... Okay, I but I think oh, I almost am beginning to wonder if my entire love of Joe Dante might in fact in and of itself be C and D, because he does you know, his films are like, entertaining, but I don't I don't know that they particularly hold up over the long haul in their entirety in their totality. So like for me, Gremlins, here's what I love: Chris Wallace special effects. Still, I mean, there are moments where obviously doesn't isn't perfect, but there are certain moments like when um, Stripe is eating and the way he turns his head and just uh, oh no doubt oh, no, no yeah. i said when the the one before stripe it's when he's at the christmas tree that uh billy shing, cuts his head off that oh, one, yeah. i think it's that one when he's like in his way his ear lifts it looks and he's, yeah, and he's going awesome <laughs> and like obviously the close-ups of gizmo are awesome um, one of my favorites is when um the two sheriffs of the town are driving around when things are going completely crazy yeah and the santa claus comes um running out of the house and he's got the gremlins all over him and he's screaming and screaming he falls down right next to the police car and he rolls the window up and that one gremlin is like at the window yeah his ears fold back and he's kind of yeah like an aggressive move yeah yeah and it really i mean there are definitely i think the creature effects especially of the gremlins yes uh are just phenomenal in this and i absolutely love it it's also important to note this is a movie that I loved as a kid. I watched it actually, I, I want to say, it seemed like it wasn't that long ago, but the more I thought about it, it's probably been a while. It's probably been five plus years since I really sat down and watched this. Uh, yeah. you, like it'd be on TV or something and you have it on the background and you catch a scene yeah, yeah. like, oh God, yeah, I remember that. And that's the thing, much to your peeps slash tequila analogy, 
in, in small <laughs> chunks like that. When, especially when, here's the thing: if you've never seen it before, you might love it. Okay, if you only saw it once or twice as a kid and you watch it again, maybe you'll love it. I don't know. I'm just saying that this to me falls in the Clue category. I well, loved <laughs> Clue as a kid, but now as an adult rewatching it because it's so familiar. And I think this probably doesn't speak well to the movie itself in that there's still plenty of movies I saw a gajillion times and watch will watch again, and they hold up really well because I see new things. I see, like RoboCop, for instance. I watched it multiple right. times as a kid, but and I actually was very concerned that when we watched it, it was just going to have to be a goof fest. I thought I was going to be goofing on it the whole time. It right. held up really, really well because I caught things in it as an adult that I didn't catch as a kid. So I got to experience it through yep. that filter. Gremlins through that filter, however, honest to God... If I wasn't already on some kind of medication, you know what I'm saying? Because and, and I know it's the intention. It's supposed to be this Looney Tunes. It's referen- It references the original Bugs Bunny, Gremlins, Looney. I get all that. Right. But right. a little of that crap goes a long way. And I think I will enjoy it a lot more when I show it to my kids. Because I showed them well, like the trailer and a few of the little bits. They're still yes. a little too young for it. They'll have nightmares forever. But, <laughs> but that being said, they, they were like really jacked up about it. And that got me excited. So from that perspective, I want to see it again with them. Well, and this, and I actually, when I rewatched it this last time, I watched it with my kids. And through their eyes, I definitely saw how I liked it more as a kid. I mean, it was, yeah. it's definitely got more of the, like you said, slapsticky Looney Tunes kind of feel to it. But it, not only that, for me, I think this is one of those, I really think it was oversaturated as a kid. This, I mean, this was such a big movie. There are a couple of movies that came out during this time frame that I remember just being so, so. Uh, um, uh, merchandised and they were everywhere. See, that didn't every- bother me as a kid. It didn't bother me, but it's just one of those things that um, na- I've just seen it so many times. It's kind of like those songs. Some of the Christmas songs you've heard so many times, it comes on and you're like, ugh. Now, see, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me because there's certain Christmas songs I don't care how many times. I, I don't necessarily want to hear them 18 times in a row, but if I hear yeah, them 18 times throughout something- December, I don't care. Yeah, but anyway, so this for me was just one of those. It feels like I have just been so saturated with it. It's just got to be a little too much. Now, some movies are so good that I can definitely. So I'm not saying that it's a movie. Once you see a movie X number of times, it's no good. I think that this is one of those that it's sweet. And like you said, if you've only seen it once or a couple of times when you were younger and you're seeing it again, it's still really sweet. But if you just get so much of it, I mean, I think I've built up an allergic reaction to it because, um, you know, it yeah, just. I guess got- what, you know, I got to be honest with you. I think what it comes down to is I was bored, and I know it's not. It's not a boring movie if you've never seen it before. It can't be. It's too. There's too much energy to it, and it's not bored in the sense of like, oh, it's just so slow, and I need everything to be fast cuts because my ADD <laughs> requires it. No, I am saying that it just as a story, as a movie, I just was like. Yeah, it's because I knew it so well. I know it like the back of my freaking hand. So, but but yet I know Raiders of the Lost Ark like the back of my hand, freaking hand. Mm-hmm. I know a new. Ho- I was oh, sorry, Star Wars like the back of my freaking hand. Yeah. Yet Ghostbusters. And, and by the way, all those movies and yeah. Ghostbusters, all yeah. those movies oversaturated for sure, but they hold up. Yeah, because I've seen and all I... of them relatively recently, and they all hold up. Yeah, but see, Indiana Jones, I don't remember it being as saturated as Gremlins Oh, uh, Raiders was pretty freaking saturated. I Actually, my bar- one of my earliest memories, I can remember walking through a Lionel Playworld with my dad and seeing the figure for, um, was it Tot, the little Nazi in the black, you know, that guy with the burned... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, with his hand yeah, burned. The medallion with the- on his hand, yeah. So... That care, I can remember like seeing his package. I don't know why I have that memory to this day. I'm like... Seeing four- his package? What? So I saw his package in a Lionel Playworld. He held it out and went, and I went, oh, God, not the staff of Raw. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. Uh, yeah, but it was. I, and I'll tell you something else about this. So if, if there's something else to um, be said about watching it now. Yeah. I remember seeing it um, – I think I saw it in the theaters, and then I remember seeing it replayed over and over on cable. But I watched it this last time. I watched it on DVD. And there's one thing we've all learned about DVD over the past you know, two decades uh, or decade and a half. How long, how long have DVDs been out? Since the Popular. 90s. Yeah, I was going to say. So at least almost 20 years, really, um, Late is 90s. the the extras and the behind the scenes oh, and the interviews. Yep. That is actually and – you, and you and I kind of had a brief kind of discussion about this. That's really kind of tainted me on a few of these movies. Because if you watch the movie as it's finished, so you watch it, you see the finished uh, piece of art. Because all of these, I mean, definitely we've talked about this. I, all of these are way better movies than I could make. So you watch it and you appreciate it as it's finished. But then you go back and you, you listen to commentary and say, oh, gosh, all oh, this was complete accident. We never planned it. And it's kind of like, oh, man, I kind of was hoping that was on purpose. <laughs> but this one, to me, watching the extras to this, we talk about it. We talked about it in Black Christmas just because it was the Margot Kidder and some of the other folks in it. This one, to me, was kind of disappointing. Now, I know that's been uh, almost 30 years. God, Good I feel old. Holy crap. It, I just said that out loud. Wow. It's been almost 30 years, uh, 28 years almost, since this movie came out. But when the DVD came out, it was like 2003, something, something like that. Like that yeah. And so it has uh, uh, Phoebe Cates and uh, Zach Galligan kind of talking about when they did these um, the movie, and then they you listen to their commentary, and you listen to it, and it's like, oh man, I have no recollection of this movie whatsoever. Now I don't remember this scene at all. Um, oh, I do remember this scene. This is the scene where Phoebe and I got into a giggle fight, and we were so we got to giggling so we bad. We got into a the, giggle fight. <laughs> and, they were like, and they named somebody, and I don't know who they named. It was like the oh, it was the uh, DP. Are you talking about the part where he got pissed at him? Yes, yeah, where he said he, yeah, yeah. Okay, the DP got mad. Yeah, John and Hora. He, like, yeah. Uh, he no, no, really no, it was it was the producer. It was the producer. Yeah, because he was because in classic producer fashion, it's all about time is money, and they were like on take forty. That's well, he, what said, it was. he said take fifty. Yeah, he said yeah, by so, the time yeah, I, think they were, I think they were being a little hyperbolic, but yes, I yeah. It was the producer. Yeah, yeah, so so uh you know, but it was just disappointing because you know, first of all I'm thinking, okay, Zach Gallagher got no other Jason, do I have to tell you again, buddy? Wax work, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to the wax work. Yeah, I'm sure that came just as close to the box office revenue that this movie well, did. Well, and, and I and, and I think the point to, of course, remember is when he was making this, they had they didn't know. You know, Spielberg's name at the time it was like instant cinematic gold. Um, well, but it had some relatively, I mean, it no, had some relatively no, 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 big chops. You don't think so? No, no, I don't. Yeah, because okay. I mean, uh, prior to that, prior prior to that, Dante had done the Howling, and he had done a segment of the Twilight Zone movie. And Columbus and, and, had only ever written actually, Reckless. He didn't write anything else before. Well, this, this was really. his first like spec script that you know put around Hollywood. And I did want to touch on that. Did you catch all the stuff about what the script originally was? Which kind of in hindsight, I wish they, I wish they if they were to remake it, I would love if they just remade his original script because the original. Let's see, the Gremlins kill the dog. They chop the mother's head off and throw it down the stairs at Billy. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see, there were several. Oh, uh, Gizmo halfway through the movie disappears because he in fact becomes Stripe. Oh, uh, gotcha. So it's Spielberg more like being, a you know, a, a, a merchandising savvy guy who's like, wait a minute, 
this cute guy used to be. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Teddy. This is a guy. Yeah, he is Rand Pelter. And can I just say yes. it now? Because you're thinking it. I'm thinking it. I just got to say it. Gizmo is an Ewok. Oh, yeah. He's very Ewokish. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much. Yeah, yeah he's pretty Except much Ewok. The shape with really... of the ears. Well, an and his eyes were bigger. The Ewok 10 had those little beady eyes. Yeah. Anyway. So, do we got a promo? Um, in fact, we do, my friend. And it is a promo courtesy of a new friend of the podcast, the Sci Fi Diner. So, how has your dining experience been lately? Uh, waitress! Waitress! Uh, what did he order? Oh, he had a special. Uh, that's what I ordered! I changed my order to the soup. Good move. been like that poor fella, then we'd like to suggest the Sci-Fi Diner podcast for great, tasty, and spicy cuisine. Weekly, we offer up top news, interviews, and have great conversations on what's going on in the world of sci-fi. Make your reservation today at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast.com. Check, please. So thank you to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, and let it be known, for me personally, Spaceballs held up, and I have no idea why. Because <laughs> I was... Barf. Yeah, I was so confident when I rewatched that a couple years ago that I was going to hate it. Uh, yeah. But no, it held up really well. I have to agree. Have to yeah, agree. Well done, fellas. Well done. Yes. So, Jason, would you like to uh, get into a little uh, six picks? Or no? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right, yeah, we're not bringing that back. Not right now. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Move, just, just movie picks. We're lazy. We're just doing one each, pretty much. Yes. Occasionally, occasionally we do like one and two or two and three, whatever. <laughs> Yippee indeed, my friend. So, Jason, would you like to hit us with some knowledge? <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, my pick, I'm going to um, kind of follow along the lines of the director, Joe Dante, who, by the way, in the commentary comes across as like – he doesn't even look like the director. He's kind of like the coffee boy kind of dorky young guy. But um, I, he is definitely the master of many sort of 80s standards of comedy throughout – um, uh, my life, and one of the ones that I remember but really had lost complete contact in my memory of until I saw it again on um, when I was doing research for the show is Inner Space, starring Dennis Quaid and Martin oh, yeah. Short, uh, Meg Ryan uh, from 1987. So this came out a couple years after Gremlins, but um, this is a movie I have not seen in a really long time, probably since. Uh, early 90s, I, I would have to say. But I remember liking it as a kid and, and liking it when I was, I guess by then I was an older teenager, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did like it. But this basically the story of um, Dennis Quaid plays uh, Lieutenant Pendleton, who is kind of a test pilot who goes into this scientific program where they are testing out, shrinking him down to these tiny level. And uh, at one point, these terrorists kind of break in to steal the technology, and a scientist takes a shrunken down Dennis Quaid and injects him 
um, into Martin Short. Uh, I hate it when that happens. I know. Um, And so Martin Short has no idea what happens, and uh, he's kind of this hypochondriac. Well, at one point, um, Dennis Quaid goes up to his eyes and his ears and connects with him and doesn't know what's going on, but is able to communicate with him through these uh, speakers, and he can see what's going on through Martin Short's eyes and stuff. Um, And he's in his little spacecraft going through Martin Short's body. So there's a little bit of – what was that movie from the – Oh, gosh, I'm going to completely butcher it. It was something Voyage. Um, Amazing Voyage. Is that the one from, like, the 60s where they oh, went no, into... no, 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 um, What am I thinking it's of? Not, uh, you're talking about the uh, the Lost Voyage? The Lost Maybe. Voyage? No, it's the one where they go inside the... the yeah, I know which one you're guy. talking about, and I'm brain farting. Oh, what's sad yeah, is no. the one that was popping in my head, the, the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get in there? <laughs> Let me tell you, buddy. Wasn't it a Di- the one you're thinking? Of, isn't that a Disney flick? Yeah, I think it, I think not, the Black Hole is a Disney flick. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 the other one. Is, is it the Lost Voyage? Hold on, I'm I'm cheating now. I'm looking it up. So go, keep no talking, idea. Jay. So I look but, it up. Yeah. Anyway, so they they go through um, Martin Short's book. Um, Martin Short, I think, in his um, some of his earlier stuff was was really funny, especially when he was coming off kind of the Saturday Night Live stuff. And um, in this, he does a lot of good funny bits. Where I'm in the movie, he's obviously as an actor, he's improving this stuff, or he has to pretend like this stuff is happening, and um, does a pretty good job. But um, I haven't seen it in a long time; I can't vouch for how it holds up. But it does have some pretty decent um, uh, acting creds to it. It's it uh, has Meg Ryan as the, the love interest in it. Um, Robert Picardo, who is from what? Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Well, he's been in a lot of things. He was in The Howling. He was in... the thing that I've. Spoken about the m- most recently. Oh, that's right. One of your shark to pussy Cacosaurus <laughs> movies. <laughs> Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. That's the one. Yes. Uh, he was also in um, uh, Star- Stargate Atlantis, a bunch of episodes, but he was also in, um, 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 gosh, the Star Wars DS. I mean, not Star Wars. Oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> that was ugly. Star Come and Trek. get him, boys. Voyager. He was in Voyager. He played the, the holographic doctor. So um, so he's in it. And so it's just kind of a it's kind of a funny, don't take it too seriously, uh, uh, quirky movie. But um, I remember liking it. I'd be interested to see if. Fantastic Voyage. Your comment, fantastic Voyage. I knew it was something. Yeah, Voyage. Lost Voyage is, in fact, a movie. I think it may be dirty. So don't look down <laughs> up. But Fantastic Voyage. As is Dark Hole. Is that what you said? No, I said The Black Hole. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Voyage. That's it. Um, which wasn't. But, I hated that movie, as I recall, which apparently I couldn't Fantastic remember the title. Voyage? Yeah, I think I remember being pretty awful. Yeah, I remember being slow, and it's kind of – it's got people scuba diving that are really just dangling from, from wires. So it's basically their, your kind of movie. Mm, uh, probably, yeah. Yep. Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet. Now that was a classic. <laughs> okay, so Jason, you done there with your picks, aka destroying people's minds. <laughs> yeah, I guess for now. Until next week. <laughs> Good deal. Okay, well, my pick, um, as per usual, I uh, this pick I actually came up with, then I gave up uh, on it when I was sitting on the crapper, and I decided that I was going <laughs> to said ripper. Yeah, ripper. <laughs> I have an idea for a pick. <laughs> it broke free. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and then my, my pick was going to be, and I'll just say, it was We're No Angels from 1989 with Robert De Niro and Sean Penn and Demi Moore. And that's I it. love them. Yeah, and I did too. I did too. But, you know, I thought, no, no. You can apparently actually find that some places. 
The one I'm going for, folks, is Offbeat from 1986, starring Mr. Judge Reinhold and a lovely young Meg Tilly. The wow. lesser endowed of the two Tillies. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, this is okay. I've decided I'm also going to make it a rule if available and I will give attribution. I'm all about giving attribution. As Jason knows, I referred to him as the God because, you know, he created all. I'm just kidding. I'm going to always give attribution to the IMDb synopsis page, mainly because they're fun as hell to read. And they keep me somewhat on task because otherwise I'll go down about 18 different rabbit holes. Okay. They're actually even better if they're written by someone who's who, yes, who, English is their second language. No, no, better if it's their fourth or fifth language. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. <laughs> okay. Here is the synopsis for Offbeat. Joe Gower's job is skating through library shelves, fetching books. A police officer slash friend of his, of his is chosen to participate in a charity dance performance. Gower agrees to take his place in the show by posing as a police officer. He falls for a female officer in the show and gets into various scrapes with fellow cops and also crooks. And he dances. Period. Yeah, no, here's that, that, just one sentence at the very end. And he dances. That is awesome. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I can tell you this. I've seen this movie in 1986. I... I, I can remember going to armchair theater because every uh, other weekend when we would go to my, let me give you the sad sack story about my divorced parents, which really in hindsight wasn't so sad sack because I got to see way more awesome movies. But yeah, cue the violins, please. Thank you. Come on, go. To, sorry, I, I, go I would uh, I would have to drive an hour and a half with my father to their rundown shanty shack in Central Florida in a swamp. <laughs> Do gator infested waters. Yeah, gator infested waters. And we'd hear the banjo music and knew the grooms were having another family reunion. And then my dad, because he was all about the one-on-one family time, would take us to Armchair Theater, the video store that we had nearby, and rent as many movies as possible to keep us entertained through the weekend. (laughs) That's how I saw such classics as Offbeat. The Rave, oh, Solar God, Babies. Yes. This is a third or fourth shelf at the VHS store. But much like I can remember going there and seeing Ghoulies in Beta, I remember <laughs> Offbeat. And I literally only remember seeing the box on the shelf because I have zero recollection of it. I mean, well, you know it's a good squat. You know it's a goodie when Amazon has it on sale for starting at $1.02. And it's VHS. Although apparently Region 2 and PAL... So that would be in, UK. In DVD. It's in DVD. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, Judge Reinhold, there's really the only two things I ever liked him in were Stripes. And Santa Claus which, 3. The Santa Claus oh, 3. No, I hate those movies. Um, no, and, and his role that he played that one episode in Seinfeld as the close talker guy. Oh, that's right. That was actually funny. When he was the one that talked. Yeah. You, but, well, he was in Fast Times. It was a small part. He did have a bit. Yeah. But just in general, I'm not a big giant fan of his i mean he's he's done i mean stripes obviously is he was hilarious i love stripes but um you know some of his other stuff his bit and gremlins yeah i could have done without Um, he didn't really come across as enough of a d-bag he was kind of a well and and, and i don't know if you saw the guy he could have been a likable nice good guy and even in the like the cut scenes 
um, they had another scene where he's kind of like, oh, I'll let you guys slide on. The-. So that same thing with Mrs. Deagle, that would have made him just a likable enough that you couldn't have bought that he was a jerk. You know? Yeah, I think he was just he was such a suck up. And but but don't forget, he did tell did tell Kate he's talking cable. <laughs> he did. He invites her back to his apartment. It was hey, best. Kate, he says, "I'm talking hey, cable." Have, hey, we're talking says, cable. Hey, you haven't seen my new apartment. I haven't seen your. She old says, one. "I haven't seen your old apartment." Yeah, but <laughs> he hey, says, we're talking cable. Hey, talking cable. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, and um, that reminds me one quick thing. Um, we can't also forget that we had a, uh, two special cameos in Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Forgot about those. Yes. Uh, number one, well, three special cameos, I guess technically. Robbie the robot from Lost in Space. Yep. Uh, he was at the convention center, the in- the inventors convention that mm-hmm. uh, Pop Peltzer was at. Yep. Um, but the human people, they had um, Chuck Jones, yep. who was the father of Bugs Bunny, and um, um, quite a bit. Uh, well, not he's not Mel Blank, but I mean he, well, he did he, a lot. He, of- he definitely was responsible for a lot of the heyday of Bugs Bunny. But he right. actually did the, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't didn't he do the Gremlins? Did he do the no? I don't know. If he did the Gremlins cartoon that inspired helped to kind of inspire. The Gremlins. I'm sure he was involved in it. Yeah, I don't remember. Mel- that may have been uh, even before he was involved with Looney Tunes because it was like Tex yeah. Avery back in the day. I don't know. We'd have to go look. I, I should yeah, know. I didn't, I didn't look better. it up, but Chuck Jones, famous animator. Yeah, he was and in voice. there for sure. Yeah. He was in it. And then uh, Steven Spielberg yeah. had a little quick cameo. At and you want writing- to mention the time machine? Awesomeness? Oh, yeah, that's okay. true. Um, that's actually one thing in this, in this movie that I noticed on this rewatch that I have never, ever seen before. Yeah. At one point... Um, uh, Randall Ma- major major dad. Easter egg spoiler, so you may want to fast forward just in case. Okay, this is a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, if somebody like mm-hmm. likes to find stuff on their own, you know, people are. Uh, yeah, I guess it is an Easter egg yeah. spoiler. I guess. Um, so at one point, um, the dad, uh, Randall Peltzer, is calling from this invention convention, and he's at a bank of phones, and behind him are like these inventions that he sees come by, and he makes the comment that, yeah, the competition's a little more, a little steeper than I thought it would be. And you see somebody in what looks like the original time machine yeah, from the, the George Pal 1960s with Rod Taylor time machine. It's yep. got the big spinning disc behind uh-huh. the seat, and it's kind of in the background. Then they do a close-up. They see it. You see the disc spinning like the guy starting it, and then they do a close-up of uh, Hoyt Axton talking on the phone. And then when they do another um, – uh, Actually, didn't uh, they cut a, don't they cut away like away to the mom? Or they cut to another scene, I think, because yeah, when they like come back – and then when they come back, mm-hmm. the, the the time machine is gone, and you see people like looking around, like standing where the time machine but was. But it's really There's... subtle. Like if you're not looking for it, I absolutely. I mean, it's way in the back. It's, it's definitely way off. Um, so it was really really cool to see that. Um, not having caught it all these twenty seven years later. <laughs> yeah, seeing it five thousand times. And one other thing, and I and I'm definitely not a car connoisseur to where I can just perfectly id them but i'm pretty confident beginning of the movie rand's walking through chinatown did you catch the gremlin vehicle that it smashed up against a telephone pole oh yes i, yeah, I did see that clever. yeah <laughs> that was cute yeah that was very cute. i and do have cute. one other quick this is sort of a a half a pick and i want to sure. see if you remember this this is judge reinhold demi okay. moore okay we're in a short film together i actually remember watching this it was on hbo judge reinhold produced it i think for hbo and it's called The New Homeowner's Guide to Happiness. It came out in 1988. There, no. Yeah, I, dude, I can't find I, – I, They have it's listed in IMDb, but that it's very – I can't find anything. I think you can get the video on Amazon. I think they had the VHS available for like 10 bucks. And it's actually a double – wait, it's a double feature with another short 
called, and I'm not joking. Hold on, let me get here. Ron Reagan is the president's son. And it's some kind of spoof about like Ron Reagan. Actually, I think they, it's a guy who looks like him and is like going to kidnap him and replace him. I don't know. It's bizarre. Jeez. But this, it actually has pretty crappy ratings. But as a kid, I remember liking it. And I don't know if anybody out there remembers. It's called The New Homeowner's Guide to Happiness. And the basic premise is this young couple, Demi Moore's character is pregnant. They move into this new house. Well, for like 12 nights straight, they can't sleep because all the dogs in the neighborhood won't shut the hell up. And it's incessant. So they begin to go about thinking of ways to point, basically to knock them out, and it just gets darker and darker. And I seem to re- I recall, and I probably haven't seen this in twenty some odd years, but just from memory that it gets to the point where they're actually killing the dogs. My, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> but I would love to see it again. It's one of those movies that you don't, you, you completely forget about, and then you're looking through somebody's IMDb page, you're like, holy crap, I remember that. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. No, the only other thing I remember, like Judge Reinhold in liking when I was a kid, uh, which I don't, I don't think I could sit through now, was that movie he was in with Fred Savage. Oh, vice versa. That was going to be one uh, of my other picks. Yeah, and the only reason I remember that movie is because I remember at the time Fred Savage was like, I don't know, he was like eleven or twelve it or was something. When Wonder Years was out. Yeah, and I remember there was a scene in it when because he switches bodies with his dad. So yeah. technically, in the movie, the little kid has got the dad. Inside of it, like the uh, whoa, know, whoa, wow. <laughs> whoa, what movie is this? The spirit of the dad was possessing the body. Uh, you know, that still sounds bad, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, I just remember Fred the dad Savage gave his son genital wars, people. That's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> I just remember Fred Savage being in the elevator behind two of the people that Jesus, were this just keeps getting better and better. No. <laughs> yeah, this really isn't going well. Um, he was standing in the elevator, and two of his co workers. Of his dad, who were really him, oh my God, stood in front of him, and they were bad mouthing him. So Fred Savage flicks them off, and I just remember, ooh, Fred Savage flicking them off. How does? <laughs> oh yeah, actually, you know it's funny you say that. I actually remember watching that, seeing that, and having the exact same that reaction. Scene? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but I remember that one from from eighty late eighties or some. Yeah, remember, I think it came but... out eighty nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyway. Woo! Wow. See, we almost had four picks that time. That was cool. <sighs> nice. Well, we're almost back up to six, people. Almost back. Okay, so let's, uh, before we forget stuff here, um, yes, I do want to please. mention that Microfilmmaker Magazine, uh, I kind of teased it out a little bit at the beginning. They are doing a contest. So if you are a filmmaker, an editor, uh, animator, artist, what have you, they are doing a contest with Corel. Anima- uh, they do like 3D animation, motion graphic kind of uh, product and other artsy fartsy softwares and if you want to check it out you can go i'm going to put it in the show notes but it's at microfilmmaker.com when you come to their first screen you'll see something that says like archives and then something that says their new page just go to that scroll down you'll see it on the left hand side it's the um, logos of depleted contest and the guy who runs microfilmmaker is a friend of mine his name's jeremy hanky and he is doing a sort of this very involved uh, film where it's using transmedia so it's you know he's doing the short film he's going to do a feature and they're having li- you know listeners and readers and fans create content they're doing this very involved universe okay mm-hmm. so what they're trying to do here is have people get download a free copy of the Corel animation software to create a logo, submit it for the contest, and if you win the grand prize is like 750 plus dollars worth of the software and so if you're into doing that kind of stuff, having that software for free would be pretty sweet. And 
you also will be featured on Corel's YouTube channel, on their webpage, and they have the whole thing listed as far as the different prizes and whatnot. So you still have, I think, until December 31st. At, I believe it's at midnight. I don't want to be saying that incorrectly. It is a deadline. Yep, 11.59 p.m., December 31st, 2011. And they will announce the winner on January 17th, 2012 at 7 a.m. So go over there. Submit your stuff. We're going to put, we already have it actually up on the Facebook pages. I'll be tweeting these out occasionally. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I yep. wish I had any graphic abilities. <laughs> well, you do have graphic to... abilities. They are quite graphic. I but... am graphic. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, I am. Uh, and let's, of course, thank, as always. Uh, yes, I wanted to toss out a couple of very special thank yous. Um, you know, we say this every time. Uh, at least we try to because uh, yeah, we forget yeah, most yeah. of the stuff we're supposed we to say. We say it every time that it almost like loses its meaning. It does. But yeah. I did want to send out a very special thank you to uh, Kevin Spencer who does an absolutely amazing job with the artwork for the episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, just every episode we had since back – gosh, uh, I forget what's the first one he did. Um, uh, the very first thing he did – Freddy well, Krueger? Well, no, yeah, he did he, the – he well, did he, the bonus episode for the thing. Yeah, he gave. Yeah, he let us use something he already created. But right, as far as his the, first original art, I think was for the Nightmare on Elm Street episode because that came out. Did, what, Night of the Creeps came out before for Nightmare on Elm Street. Whichever one came out first is the one he did. Yeah, either but, Night of the Creeps or um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But ever since then, he has done just an absolutely amazing job at the artwork. Yeah. Um, Black Christmas has been my favorite because that creepy eyeball is just the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but you can check him out at inkspatters.com. Um, on Facebook, yep. you can look at the art of Kevin Spencer. Yeah. Um, he does some amazing work, way more amazing even than he has done for us. I think he's some of his um, oil paintings and the things that are on his website are just well, phenomenal. Well, Jason, Jason, so. the stuff he's done for us is awesome. Remember, he's a diva. <laughs> it, it, the stuff he's done for us is absolutely mind-bending, but he has done even more amazing work. You have to go to his website to check it out. Um, and then I'd also like to say a very special thank you to JV because our spoiler alert, yeah, no offense, uh, uh, J-Ro, but, you know, he, he took it to another level. You're, you're, what you're the geek he- and wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the <laughs> hell are you trying to – oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he totally did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're much funnier if, now. If, they, well, if, they had, if we had just left it as that, and let's just be honest, I never would have like updated it. It it would have just been like so repetitive. By like ten episodes after having to listen to that, we'd have been like, oh my god. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but JV does an awesome job. You can find him. He has his own podcast that I'm actually a fan of and listen to regularly. It's one of maybe... I'm a fan of it too. I just really suck at listening to things. <laughs> it's on my freaking iPad. Like the last six but... episodes. Um, he, he is at jvmail.com. That's J-A-Y, the letter V, mail. And um, his podcast is really funny, and, and yeah, he does a, a great funny job. funny dude. Yep. Yep. But uh, I just want to say a special thanks to both of you, uh, both of you guys, for uh, helping us out on the show. So, yep. There it is. And thanks to Phoebe Cates for being you. Very much so. That sweater. Oh. Are you like Ed Wood? Are you like into like chick Angora sweaters or something? I don't know, but she looked really good. That little hat when she was out in the snow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Tell she's me you did. Too, huh? No, she's, huh? she's almost too, like, angelic. Like, she's almost too sweet, even though you know she's, like, a freaky deaky. You know? I mean, I'm not saying Phoebe Cates is, of course. Allegedly. <laughs> you know this, Hal. Allegedly. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the character. The character. <laughs> she doesn't celebrate Christmas. She has to be freaky deaky, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whatever. I don't even know what the hell that meant. Okay, so Jason. 
she doesn't celebrate President's Day either because apparently oh, some guy in the Abraham Lincoln costume. Oh, that was awesome. I really want to watch Gremlins too. I think it would probably hold up better. The satire yeah, would be more I'd obvious. Watch it. Yeah, I knock it, but I gotta watch it. Yeah. So. All right. So go ahead, Jason. Voicemail. <laughs> give us a call anytime, anywhere. Uh, wait, we didn't do voicemail. I just said give us voicemail. That was exactly what nope. I said. You were not listening. But didn't do voicemail. Oh, sh- we didn't. Damn it all to hell. That'll be that'll be that'll be beefed. I knew this was going too fast. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, we're missing something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cut. And take two. And we uh would be remiss because <laughs> we almost did if we forgot the voicemail. So we now have listener feedback back back back. That was our intro, by the way. Hey guys, it's me. I'm on my balcony, and don't worry about the neighbors, because no one's outside. No one's as stupid as I am. Uh, I'll just do a brief thing here, because uh, it's midnight. I've been to the hospital today. But anyway, gremlins. Uh, I saw that in the theaters when it, uh, when it was released. Great movie. Still think it's great. Uh, I have a hunch that you guys think that, too, because, Joel, you already mentioned it. But, uh, uh, yeah, all right, it's a great movie, it's, it's cute, it's, it's cool, and it's uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, well, so is the second one, uh, actually. But uh, that's, that's, I'm going in, I have to lie down, I'm, I'm doing classics tonight. I watched Point Blank with Lee Marvin and Vernon Wells before, and now I'm watching Quatermass and the Pit, the English one from 1967. So uh, I'll be going in, I'll... Just have a great time. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Well, not actually not see you, because, yeah, never mind. Bye-bye. <laughs> yes, good old Peter, straight out of the hospital, calling us. Yeah. And I, 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 I Obviously, Peter, I edited out what you went in for, because nobody needs to hear about that, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it, and maybe a, a hint. Trooper. Uh, you wouldn't get sick if you didn't go out on the balcony in winter. Yeah, just a thought. Just a thought, buddy. Like beats. Uh, and on... I, in regards to your hunch, Columbo, you are not. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would say that, yes, that's what I get. That was there. Therein lies the argument for and against C&D. Because prior to rewatching it, I was like, yeah, of course I love Gremlins. And I don't hate Gremlins. Let's get that straight. It's, it's in a cinematic nostalgia disorder way. Still holds a very dear place in my heart. But yeah, part of me yeah. wishes I hadn't rewatched it, and it would just stay there, <laughs> the yeah, way it was too. remembered. <laughs> Whew, okay, so next up, our buddy Hammond. Hey, guys, this is Hammond. I'm just calling you because I got two words for you concerning wings. Helen Chapel. Enough said. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, two more words. <laughs> Crap-tastic. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Helen Chapel? Is that the Crystal Bernard character? Uh, the one with the mullet. <laughs> what? Did she have like a feathered mullet? A feathered mullet. <laughs> it's no, not just she... a party. Wait, wait, wait. It's not just business in the front. It's feathered, so you can take flight. <laughs> it was. It was one of those haircuts. She had one of those haircuts that just never seemed like to mess Billy up. Billy Ray Cyrus, dude. <laughs> but blonde. But she was kind of cute. She wore those kind of the pegged jeans, you know, that get narrower down at the... Oh, those are the ones that were like, like in the late 80s, early 90s that the chicks would wear, and they would be like above their navel, like they yes, were like yeah, style, they kind of yeah. had the ram, 
the grandma tops, but down the bottom it got really narrow and skinny down to the Yeah. <clears throat> she was cute though, and you know, I she she, she wasn't she wasn't too shabby. Yeah. I'm just saying that's not enough to get me to watch that guy for second show. <laughs> and her and her hair wasn't enough, was it? No. No, no. Tim Daly? No. Tony Shalhoub, come on. At the very least, lol. Wasn't he the Tom- do- isn't he the dope? Yes. The Sandman from Spider-Man 3? That <laughs> yes. cinematic achievement? Yes. Okay, next up, our buddy, Doug. Hey, Joel and Jason, this is Doug from California again. Just three quick comments on the last podcast and the next uh, podcast. First, thanks for the Saturday Nightmares uh, theme song there. Awesome to uh, hear that again. And it just so happens that uh, the Alfred Hitchcock episode that they were promoting uh, on that episode of uh, Saturday Nightmares was one that was so terrifying to me as a kid that I actually had to turn it off uh, about 20 minutes in and never found out how it ended until 20 years later. So uh, that was real cool. And great find uh, with uh, Commander USA. Not as well loved by me as Saturday Nightmares, but definitely high, high up there. Loved uh, Commander USA and Saturday Nightmares. Loved the USA Channel. Uh, back then. And then uh, lastly, Black Christmas uh, was another movie that um, I saw just a bit of on TV, and I'm not sure if it was Saturday Nightmares or not, but I caught just the end of it, uh, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the final scene is super creepy, and again, it's even creepier if you see it out of context that's just thrown up there on the screen, and that is how I saw it. Uh, Really terrifying stuff. A lot of these movies are not scary. That was scary. And um, the killer in general in that movie is really scary. So great picks. Once again, looking forward to Gremlins and Die Hard in the weeks to come. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, I got to say, Doug, uh, I couldn't agree with you more about that being one of the scariest uh, killers I've watched in the movie. But thanks for the call, Doug. Yes, uh, we sir. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. <laughs> and last up, Tom the Fanboy. Hey, this is Tom the Fanboy just checking in after a long hiatus there. Um, just uh, heard, saw that you were you were doing Gremlins as one of your uh, one of your Christmas movies. I can't remember Christmas flicks, flicks, holiday, present gathering, non-denominational, whatever. Uh, Gremlins, great, great Christmas movie. One of the one of the top ten. I gotta say, Gremlins was an awesome movie. That was hit me. Right at the perfect age, I was just a little bit scared, but had enough fun and was brave enough to watch the whole thing. Loved it. Only had one nightmare about the gremlin spike trying to get me, and then it was fun, fun, fun from then on. I was so jealous of my friend Russell when I went to his birthday party, and he got the life-size gremlin action figure. It was great. I think that's one of the great things about them is that you could get life-size toys. This is a real gremlin as far as you're concerned when you're a kid. It was awesome. Gremlins, so fun. One of the one of the jokes that I noticed that a lot of my friends didn't get was when they're doing the cutaways to the dad who's on the phone at the inventor's uh, convention, they show the time machine in the background, and in one take, it's spinning around and starting up, and they go back to the house talking to the family, they go back, cut away to the guy at the phone, and the time machine is vanished. Puff of smoke. Awesome. Also, of course, Robbie the Robot, Forbidden Planet. I'm sure you guys are going to mention that. 
But uh, I just had to point them out. They're awesome. Another thing I have to point out, rewinding to another episode, it was me who said that I like to watch Captain Ron and pretended Snake Plissken. No big deal. I can understand if you had to cut me for time, I ramble. But you said it was somebody on Twitter. It was me on the phone talking. So anyway, enough said. If you have to cut me out for time, no big deal. Just, you know, eh, give me a little credit. Where credit is due. Anyway, speaking of due, it's due time. I shut up. This is Tom Fanboy signing off. Bye. Let it be no, Tom. To my earlier point about attribution, you know, e.g. Jason is God. <laughs> Tom, I bow my head and approach you as a humble man. Giving you credit where credit is due. For it was you, dear sire. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember what the hell I'm I, I'm giving you attribution for, but that's not the point. <laughs> whatever that's, that's, you want to, I give you credit for whatever total, you want. Yeah. No, seriously, the Captain Ron thing was a very good point, and you <laughs> did you did come up. Is that like I said? Well, I had this I had this epiphany. Isn't <laughs> it? Is that like I took credit for it? I no, gave no. credit to somebody you don't even know on Twitter, so that's all, all right. Good. It's all good. No, seriously, they, it was Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom was the man. Yeah, and, and uh, good catch with the time machine. Yes. So yes, he and yep. actually that was where. And again, I, I almost did it again. Um, didn't give him attribution <laughs> for the fact because I, I in fact did not would not have noticed it had Tom not I had not heard Tom's voicemail prior to watching Grillings. Oh, at, to, uh, clear clear disclosure here. I did not hear his voicemail before, no, he did and not. I in fact no, he did not. Did. See it myself. I can validate that, but but the worst part is I said to Jason, the like was it yesterday or today? Today. Okay. Like, we oh, talk- did you see that part? Yeah. Was, and, and you and you said, oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I said, yeah. Somebody mentioned it to me. I was like, was it you? <laughs> <laughs> see, it's nothing personal, Tom. This is the crap I just do. And you just got no memory. So. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yet <laughs> I can remember offbeat on the shelf. <laughs> wow. So voicemail, Jay. Oh yeah, it's about that time of night again. <clears throat> Give us a call anytime. Two zero six. Two zero three zero four nine one. Yes, that is the shenanigan line. Uh, give us a call. We'll put you on the air. And that was you the be- shenanigan line or the Shannon line? The sh- uh, No, I'm waiting on uh, Gail and Gail Mag- and Maggie. And you know, Shannon. Shannon? Now, yep. and now, now Shan- uh, there was one Shannon that has called in a couple of times. He has been brave enough, but our other buddy Shannon. Yep. Uh-huh. So we're waiting on it. So give us a call if you have not yet. We'd love to hear from you. We know you're listening, Shannon. <laughs> yes. Also, check us out on Facebook. We have the Facebook group now, so you can put up your own thoughts. But we also have the podcast Facebook page, um, and you can see what we've got coming up. We put trailers and uh, um, images and information up there, as well as the most recent episodes. So check us out on Facebook. Yes, and of course, Twitter. Doing the tweets. Doing the. Mm-hmm. Tw- wa- oh, why? I almost said twatter. Oh, wow. No. That was wrong. Mark Bauer. That was mm. wrong. Beep. Yes. <laughs> I am Forgotten Flicks. Jason is Flicks Sidekick. And let's see what else are we forgetting. iTunes. iTunes. Yep. Go there. ITunes. Check us out. Download the old podcast. Leave us a and review. Of course, preferably uh, preferably a positive one. And ForgottenFlicks.com. Yeah. Probably want to mention that one too. <laughs> yes, where you can find the podcast and all sorts of great shenanigans. Am I leaving anything out, Jason? No, that's good. It's time to call it a night. I do believe so. I need so. a beer. Uh, I do believe so. And on that note. <laughs>